Let's hear it for Gareth. Gareth's going to come and bring the word for us. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for Gareth, Lord, for the gifts that you've given to him of how he stewards your word. Uh, And as he brings uh, your message to us this morning, would you uh, help our hearts to be receptive? Amen. 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 Thank you, Phil. It's good to have Phil back. My tablet battery has run out, but it's all right. Um, For anyone who is new, welcome. It's lovely to have you here. If you've only been joining us, I haven't been here recently, welcome back. We're in a new series and it's called Tell and we're halfway through and what we're doing is we're examining what it means to be a church family who are hungry to spread the good news of Jesus to those around us, to those in our community. And over the last four or five weeks we've looked at how God's mission is on the move. And as believers we're invited to be a part of that. You know, the Holy Spirit wants us to join in, to see Jesus transform people's lives. And last week, Philippa, she reminded us that, you know, we're called to step out in boldness, to step out and to be in part of people's lives and then invite them to be a part of our lives. And so what I want to do is continue this theme. And in a minute, Melanie is going to come and read Acts 8, 26 to 40 to us. And we're going to look at the importance of listening and the importance of responding And I want to look at three things. The importance of listening to what the Holy Spirit tells us. And then how do we respond to that? And then the importance of listening to what people around us are saying and responding to that. And finally, and the most important, is listening to this gospel message. How will you respond when you hear it? So Melanie, are you happy to come? Thank you. Okay, this is Acts 8, 26 to 40. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, go south to the road, the desert road, that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. He started out and on his way he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of the Kandeka, which means Queen of the Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship And on his way home, was sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah, the prophet. The spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the the man reading Isaiah, the prophet. Do you understand what you are reading, Philip asked. How can I, he said, unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. This is the passage of scripture the eunuch was reading. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, Tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about, himself or someone else? Then Philip began with that very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. As they travelled along the road, they came to some water and the eunuch said, Look, here is water. What can stand in the way of me being baptised? And he gave orders to stop the chariot 
Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away, and the eunuch did not see him again. He went on his way rejoicing. Philip, however, appeared at Azotus and travelled about, preaching the gospel in all the towns until he reached Caesarea. Thank you, Melanie. That's great. Being able to listen is so important, isn't it? There was a man who was worried. He was worried about his wife that she wasn't hearing as well as she used to. Not sure what to do. He went to his GP to get some advice. And the doctor told him, you can do a simple test which will give you a better understanding how well um, if her hearing's gone down. And the doctor tells him, what you need to do is stand about 40 feet away from your wife and say to her in a normal voice, a question. And if she doesn't hear you, move a little bit closer, move to about 30 feet and ask the same question. And if she still doesn't hear you, then move to about 20 feet and ask the same question. And then move to 10 feet and keep going until she finally responds. That evening, she was, she was cooking some dinner. And he decided to put to the test what the doctor told him. So he stands about 40 feet away and he says in a normal voice, what are you cooking? There was no response. He then moves to 30 feet and asks the same question and there was no response. He then moves to 20 and there's no response. He then moves to 10 and there's still no response. A little concerned, he now stands next to his wife and he says, what are you cooking? And she says, John, for the fifth time, I'm cooking chicken. My daughter, she, thanks, Sarah. Listening is important, and this story in Acts is about two people who learn to listen well an Ethiopian and Philip. The Ethiopian whose name we don't know, but not only do they listen well, but they respond well as well. I think it's helpful to have a little bit of context as to this story because how does Philip end up on this desert road heading from Gaza, from Jerusalem to Gaza? Because we meet Philip in Acts chapter 6. The church is growing. It's growing in number. It's about 20,000 people big. And as a result, the disciples are struggling to cope with the demands and cracks are beginning to appear. And so they employ some people, and Philip's one of them, along with six other Hellenistic Jews. And they're to to oversee the distribution of food because the poorest, the most vulnerable, are being left out. But the reason Philip was picked is so important to understand because it helps us see a little bit more about him in this story as to who he is and why he does what he does. See, he wasn't picked because of his skills, although they are important, but he's picked because he's full of the Spirit and he's full of wisdom. Philip's life was like that of a servant. He was directed by the Holy Spirit and he was someone who would always respond to what the Spirit told him to do. And so what God wants is for us to be like people like Philip. Our lives are directed by the Spirit. We are listening to the Spirit. But then we respond to the Spirit that's living inside of each and every one of us. Philip didn't last long at his job because a persecution broke out against the church. And the Hellenistic Jews were forced to leave Jerusalem. And they were forced to flee or they'll be put into prison. And Philip, being a Hellenistic Jew, he leaves and he goes to Samaria and he begins to share the gospel in Samaria. Another group of marginalized people who were kicked out by the Jews. And they welcomed him and they responded to this message with enthusiasm. 
And so within these two chapters, we can see what Philip was really like, a man clearly led by the Spirit, even in the most challenging of times, a man who constantly followed Jesus' example of caring for those on the edge of society, those who were neglected, those who had been told that they are no longer welcome. And he's a man who, wherever he went, would tell people about Jesus. And this same theme continues in this story we just read. This way of living was fully ingrained into Philip's life. He wanted to listen to the Spirit and he would respond to the Spirit. And this is where we see his desire in this story. To listen to God and to follow God. Because in verse 26 and 29, Philip is given two instructions by the Spirit or by the angel. He's told where to go and who to go to. And both times, each time, he responds and he obeys and he goes. And it couldn't have been easy for him, could it? God's asked him to move at a time when the believers were being thrown into prison and sometimes killed. He has been asked to leave new friends behind, to leave a successful ministry that he's built up in Samaria. And to leave behind those people he was mentoring And it looks like on paper he's been demoted. Why? Because God's sending Philip to this deserted road that went from Jerusalem to Gaza. He wasn't even being sent to the road that was the most popular one to travel on. Because there were two roads on that journey. One that was popular that lots of people traveled on and one that wasn't. And God is saying, I want you to go to the one in the wilderness, to this one. That wasn't frequently traveled on. And on top of this, in some translations, the word south gets changed to the word midday. So he's traveling at the time when the temperature is the hottest as well. But within all of this, God had a plan and Philip trusted that plan. He was at God's disposal, happy to kind of be in the public eye. But when he was told to move on, he would move on. And sometimes walking with God is like that. It means just letting go of things, obeying if we don't quite understand what's happening or what God is doing. But we still go. We step out in faith, trusting in them, believing that God does know best. And we see how Philip trusted this plan. It says he rose and he went south to that desert road after the Holy Spirit told him to do that. He stepped out in faith, responding to what God called him to do. And why did God want him to do this? Because he wants this gospel message to go to the ends of the earth. He's looking for people who will rise up and who will go. He's looking for people who will listen and will respond, even if it's it's to the most ridiculous of places. Places that seem deserted, that seem hostile to the very moment you mention the word God or Jesus. Places where there is no interest of Jesus. And there's plenty of them around at the moment. But he goes. Why? Because God's telling him to go. I worked for a, a Christian charity before I came here called Ambassadors Football. And we would set up football projects around the country. And we were asked to set up a project in Kennington uh, with a church um, just to work with children and families. But we had no connections with people in that area. The church met in the, in the city in a theatre. And so it was like we were on this deserted road not knowing what was going to happen. But they were adamant this was where the project needed to be. And there were three of us. And so we went away and we prayed. And we felt that God wanted us to rent this football pitch um, that this school had. So I inquired and they said, oh, you can have it on a Monday evening. This is the only day you can have it on a Monday. So we said, okay, we'll book it. And we booked it for six months. And it was expensive. Um, uh, But this church was, no, yeah, let's do this. 
And the first time we turned up, there's three of us, just three guys standing there and no one in sight. And we started, well, all we can do is pray. And that is literally all we did. We started praying, God, if this is what you want, then what's going to happen? And literally at that moment, two kids walked past and they shouted out, what are you doing in our school? And we said, we're here to run some football. We're here to run some football for you. Do you want to join us? And they joined us. And they said, we're going to bring some friends next week. And next week they brought three friends and there was five of them. And then the week after they brought three friends and it just began to grow. We did nothing but just turn up. And it was amazing. And I stepped down after about four years and they carried it on and they built a church there now. And it was just amazing to watch. And Philip, he's standing on this deserted road and then suddenly out of nowhere, someone appears. Even in the most remote and random of places, people will always appear. See, there's this man on this road who's hungry for God. But he needs someone to draw alongside him and help him. And that's what God is looking for from us. People who are willing to draw alongside people and help them. And we see Philip, don't we? The Spirit speaks to him again. And he says, I want you to get alongside this chariot and stay near it. And what does Philip do? He obeys. This random chariot appears on this deserted road. The Holy Spirit says, go. And Philip goes. But he doesn't just go, he runs, it says. Philip ran to the chariot. Why? Because he doesn't want to lose this moment. He doesn't want this man to pass him by. You know, he wants to get him. He wants to speak life into him. He wants to share this gospel message with him. You can feel this excitement within Philip saying, I want to be there. I cannot let this chariot get past me. Because if it goes past, who's going to go to him? You know, Philip felt deep down inside that this man needed to know the good news. And so he ran to him. And as he runs to him, he realizes that this man is tired and this man is worn out. He's been on a journey. He's been traveling for months. They reckon over 3,000 miles. I don't know if that's there and back to Jerusalem or just one way, but 3,000 miles. And he's traveling at the hottest time of the day. But within that, then you know that this man is thirsty. He's thirsty for something new in his life. His heart is open to God. His heart is open to the word of God. Open to understanding what all this might mean for him. And as we follow the Spirit, we will find people who are worn out, who are tired from the journeys that they have been on. Searching for understanding, searching for some peace within their lives. And they're open to the word of God. They're open to God. And so when God leads you to these people, I encourage you, run to them. Don't let them pass you by. Run to them. Draw alongside them with this expectancy that God is going to use you to do something amazing in their lives. Don't miss out on those opportunities. So easily done. But it is scary, isn't it, going to these places that seem deserted, to people we don't know. But let's step out knowing that God will work. That he has equipped us to do this. And he's already on the move in this person's life. And so then what do we do when we rise up and when we go and we draw alongside people? I think so often it's about listening. Philip, for me, he started off by listening. He learned where this man was from. He learned what his job was. He learned where he was going. He learned where he had been. He learned personal, personal things about this man as he opened up to him. So easy, and I'm, I'm, I can do this. 
when we meet people, we just judge them so quickly. We think we know what is best to speak into their lives. But I find that at times we just need to learn to listen, hear their stories, hear their journeys that they've gone on, and we get a deeper understanding of them, which helps us to journey with them. And by listening, Philip, he learned this man, he's been excluded because of who he was and where he's come from. This man was a eunuch, it tells us several times in this story. He would have been hated by many people. Viewed as bad luck, considered an outsider, even though he had a job where he showed he could be trusted. You know, he oversaw the treasury, but people didn't see him like that. And when the eunuch shared about his journey, he would have expressed the rejection he would have felt in Jerusalem. How he wanted to worship God, but he was only allowed to stand at a distance and pray in the outer courts. And Philip would have known this. Philip's experienced this himself. You know, he was kicked out from Jerusalem himself. He's worked with those women who were being left out. He's gone to Samaria where people were being left out. So he would have got an understanding. But as Philip listened, he would have also learned that this man was desperate to be accepted, to be included, and to find somewhere where he was finally welcomed for who he was. He had a hunger to understand scripture, this man did, to know who the the scripture is talking about. And we can see it all coming out as Philip listened. And what I love about this story is that the more Philip listened, the more this man allowed him into his life. Philip started off by running next to the carriage kind of asking questions you know what's your name how you doing and he was just carrying along and then the man invites him and says come and sit with me in my carriage and then he gives Philip this opportunity to guide him a bit and as they continue on in their journey he then begins Philip and says okay speak into my life tell me what you know that I don't know And what I love is that at that moment, it says he opened his mouth. And what does he do? He tells him the good news story. That's what Philip does. He tells him who Jesus is and what Jesus has done for him. And that's how we got to respond to people as well today. You know, when we hear their journeys and when they begin to let us into their lives, we respond, we open our mouths by telling them the good news. But it's so important to do this that we ourselves get a better understanding of this story and what it means for us and what it means for you. We repeatedly told in Acts that the the people, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to their ways, you know. So Philip would have been one of these, devoted to learning and understanding the scriptures and taking what he knew and then sharing it with those around him. So we've got to dig deeper into this story ourselves, dig deeper into the Old Testament, because Jesus is in there. Dig deeper into the New Testament, And then as we go about, willing to open our mouths and willing to share that with those around us. And so as I invite the band to come back up, I kind of come to my final point. When you hear this gospel message, what is your response to it? Philip, he journeyed with this man. He was helping him understand who Jesus was and all that Jesus had done for him. He was taking him on this journey. And we're kind of asked to do that ourselves with people, take them on a journey. And it's time for the Ethiopian. He's listening. And he's listening to Philip as he shares this good news story of Jesus. That this journey that they're on together. And now it's his turn to respond to that message. And what does he do? He orders his chariot to stop. And not to kick Philip out and say, off you go. But he wants to be baptised. 
There was this deep longing inside of him to be welcomed into this kingdom of God. He finally found something where he was welcomed. And he says, who can stand in the way of me getting baptized? And the simple answer was absolutely nothing. He wanted Jesus to come into his life because he wanted to be identified with Christ. He understands that the gospel is for everyone. He finds full acceptance in this gospel. And this message is the same for us all today. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you've done, what your journey looks like. It's your for you. But just like the eunuch, you have to decide whether or not you're going to stop on your journey and you're going to say, actually, Jesus, I want you to come in to my life. And if, like the eunuch, you're struggling with stuff, then share that. You know, share that so we can journey with one another, like Phil was saying in his notices. And for us who are kind of ahead on this journey, let's stop, let's draw alongside people and help them with the things that they're finding hard. And then he gets baptized and he goes away rejoicing. And it's time for Philip to say goodbye once again to him. And Philip goes off on his way. And so it's my turn to say goodbye as well and leave hand over to the band. There you go. But I just want to pray. There will be a team, as always, on my left and your right who listen really well and would love to pray for you if you've got anything that you would want prayer for. They'd love to pray with you. Um, uh, but I'm going to close with a prayer and then hand over. So, Heavenly Father, I thank you for this story that we've just read. God, I thank you for Philip and what you've done in his life, Lord Jesus. And he was a man who listen to you, listen to your spirit was willing to obey, God. Would you give us ears to hear what your spirit is saying, Lord Jesus? And give us that courage to then step out and to follow that, God. To go to the places where you've called us to go and the people you want us to draw alongside. And as we draw alongside people, God, give us ears to listen to them, to listen to their journey, to listen to their stories, Father God. And then that courage to respond with your gospel message. And for all of us here today, God, give us a deeper understanding of what that gospel message is when we read the old and when we read the new. Give us a deeper understanding of your love for us, Father God. And anyone here who is on a journey and not sure whether to stop, will you speak to them and show them that in you there is full acceptance for who they are. In your name, Father. Amen.